0: How do we say your name? I know this angers you. Exactly, so it angers angers me a lot. It's freaking (laughs) Najee Harris, Najee, it's not Najee, it's not N-A-J-A, it's N-A-J-E-E. triple zeros i'm your host josh To follow me on twitter at josh g buck hit up the facebook page clocker sports website clockersports.com and the email address is clockersports at gmail.com that voice you heard was naji harris former alabama running back uh soon to be nfl running back and well you heard him his name is naji not Najee. he even gave you a, a spell. It's it's really phonetic Really, I don't know why anybody's even messing that up. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Before we get into that, we have to talk about the NBA and the the going zone after the trade deadline and uh, how that's all turning out. So let's uh talk about some NBA. The Nets. Now, the trade deadline was last week. We talked about the fall, you know, that happened. And we'll talk about, you know, the the early returns on those investments. But after all that does settle, the Nets decided to go into the buyout market and secure the services of Two individuals, one Blake Griffin and one LaMarcus Aldridge. Now, they weren't alone. Uh, Of course, in kind, the Los Angeles Lakers went into the buyout market and got Andre Drummond from the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, here's the thing. I'm not really concerned about KD, or I'm sorry, LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin joining the Nets. But it's not because I don't think they're good. I do think they're good. I think they're damn good still. These guys were both all stars just two years ago. Blake was giving you twenty four and uh, twenty four seven and five. Lamarcus was giving you twenty one and nine. Blake hasn't been healthy the past two years. Lamarcus has though. Again, they were both all stars though two years ago. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and act like this is nothing. These aren't. These aren't nothing additions. These are definitely uh, uh, noteworthy additions by the. Uh, by the Nets. But Lamarcus is 36. And regardless, I know he 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 his game is not based on athleticism. So it's not like he's he's losing a step, right? But he is 36. Still is playing 30 minutes. I'm not gonna like <laughs> he was still playing major minutes. Blake, though, Blake, Blake is 30, is an old 30, 31. He's morphed his game, become more of a point forward. Outside guy, perimeter guy. But you're not leaning on them. And, and honestly, what's going to make them look really good is that they're going to be options five and six, at best. At best. More than likely, though, it's going to be, you know, the other three guys, you may have heard of them, KD, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. James Harden, who proclaimed himself MVP. Obviously James Harden is a fan of the show because if you recall last episode um we made the case and, and, and brought up the argument of Harden, you know, he's been doing it both sides. Shout out to JB, uh, the brother for for putting that uh putting that that thought out there. Clearly Harden's a fan. Clearly. That's the only way that he would even think that. But I'm not I'm not gonna act like they're destroying the, the integrity of the game and going off on them like some are. So what? Listen, when it when it when when championship time comes around, and I fully expect both of these teams to reach the finals, they better, they better, right? I you you want to see the the best, and let me say this: the the Drummond acquisition is definitely on par with what the the Nets did in that he's younger, he fits what they want to do, and he's definitely a really good player. Uh, he's definitely a good player. In that he fits what they want. You got that. Def- you got more all-around ability in in the Nets and Lamarcus and Blake. You know what I? What I'm reminded of in this, honestly, is the All Star Game, and how LeBron's team had a bunch of captains. He had a bunch of alphas on his team, whereas KD's team had a bunch of buckets. These guys are scores, but you, I, you, you question the 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 leadership abilities. I get. I don't know. It wasn't. As, it wasn't as cohesive of a unit. Right. It just didn't look like it. That's why you got the, the flames that were coming out of people talking about like, dang, Katie, what's going on? Katie the GM. Similar thing here. they, they picked up a, a lot of good offense with these guys. Is it gonna help on the defense? I, it's only so many, only so so many possessions. There's only one basketball. I don't think they're cheating. And honestly, as I was gonna get back to my other point, when it comes down to the championship round, what do you really want to see? Are you trying to tell me that you you want to see, you know, the 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 Cinderella story all the way through? More often than not, you don't want to see that. We say we want to see it so that way we can be disappointed when when they inevitably don't make it. But you don't want to see that. What you want to see in the biggest game in any stage, the biggest the biggest series, whatever it is, the championship rounds when it counts the most. What you want to see. Is the best of the best. It's like it's like men in black. You want the best of the best of the best, sir. That's what that's what you wanna see in the championship. You don't wanna see the team that, that got by the by the grace, of the hairs on their chinny chin chin. They made it. Again, they're good stories. And when they make it, people root for them, but that's not what you wanna see. What you wanna see is the best of the best of the best, sir. So, no, I'm not the case. No, the Nets ain't cheating. The guy shows them. Those guys are free agents. They can go where they want to go. They got bought out. Oh, they, they're ruining the game. They're taking, they left this much money on the tape. So what? So what? Stop lying to yourself and acting like this is not what you prefer. This is what we all prefer. You want to see the best. Make these other GMs do better to be more attractive to these free agents. You apply pressure. You don't let up the pressure. And it's Brooklyn. Like, let's not act like Brooklyn's just been <laughs> a powerhouse tormenting the league by getting all the quality free agents for a decade plus. Come on now. And you still have to win. They're, they're putting the names on paper doesn't mean anything. And, and these dudes are all, like, injury-prone. Aside from Harden and just and Maybe that's the hope, is that they can rely on those two to be, you know what I'm saying, the three yards in the cloud of dust kind of guys they're really just they're the ones you can rely on steady as she goes and then you got Katie and Kyrie to go off Blake and fill in with some ooze and I moments and some just solid all-around play and Lamarcus like I said worked the, I, I, that that has to be it I don't know but they again they're five and six so I'm not I'm not so what so what he Lamarcus almost went to the Lakers he almost went to the to the uh, Trailblazers he chose to go to Brooklyn hey be better, other organizations. Also, if you're one of those people who are talking about, oh, LeBron was getting killed when this was, you know, he was getting blasted on social media when whenever he tries to get people. KD does this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, mm, 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 not to be left out. LeBron, reportedly at the All-Star Game, began recruiting Steph Curry, who will be extension eligible, coming up soon. Uh, LeBron is trying to recruit him. And you know what? I want to see that, too. Would it be corny? Hell yeah. Is it cheese? Is it is it is it is it uh unnecessary? Probably so. Probably so. Do I want to see it? You damn right. Yep. Greatest shooter of this generation, baby, probably ever. Greatest shooter. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Most versatile player. Ever. Yeah, I want to see that. And you do too. So do you. Don't act like you don't. You want, you you would be that would be on TV every night on TNT, ESPN, wherever. Wherever. That game is on with those two. Are you serious? Come on now. This will reportedly be the uh summer of Bradley Beal and Kawhi Leonard. Uh Beal, as we know, is in dire straits down there in uh Washington with the Wizards. And Kawhi, though, is actually having his way with the Clippers. So. I see these going two different ways. First of all, Beal's on a contract. I believe he has two more years. Don't quote me on that one. Kawhi can opt out, though, this summer. Um, So he has more freedom. It's more likely that Kawhi would be a free agent in that regard, right? Or be, I'm sorry, would be available in that regard. However, when you look at the breakdown of everything, the Clips have won six straight, um, eight out of their last ten. They just got Rajon Rondo, the point guard that's supposed to, you know, Unlock this offense's full potential because they just can't set themselves up in late-game situations, so you need a point guard. I agree with that. I Hey, will it work? I, that's my, been my big gripe with this. I wrote about that from Clocker Sports. Big winners and losers of the, the uh, trade deadline. I like the deal on, you know, it sounds good, but will it work? It hasn't always translated for Rondo. That's the problem that I have. It's not like he can't do it. It's just, it hasn't always happened. If it had, he wouldn't be on team number eight or nine right now. So we'll see. Cause he hasn't played yet, but I, we'll see how that one works out. Uh, Beal's situation though. I, he, he's got, they're not close to winning. They're not close to it. I feel like he's getting the Paul George. I think I talked about this on here a few, a few uh a few episodes ago. I think I talked about this. With with Beal being kind of like in the Paul George situation where he's not making the, the all NBA stuff and not getting the recognition, even though he's leading the league and scoring and all these things. Uh he's gotta get the hell out of there. And many around the league reportedly are hoping that he does uh Anthony Davis and, and demands it. And he probably should at this point because again, they're not close. And I there's no path. Maybe if this team had a bunch of young guys who were still learning, but had a lot of uh, like a really high ceiling, you would you would say, okay, maybe Brad can stay and they try to work that out. But I don't see that. Not yet. They're high on Daniel Gafford. Just heard during the broadcast, during their broadcast. They're high on Daniel Gafford. Their best rim protector on the roster. High on Daniel Gafford. Bull in a china shop. Former bull in a china shop. You see what I did there? I just don't know if either of these guys are going to go anywhere. Beal seems like he wants to say something. He's like that dude who really wants to be a jerk, but can't because he's just too nice. Because he should demand a trade. He should have been demanded a trade. He's not. He hasn't. He's still there why is getting to do what he wants to do. We heard the stories about him living and coming to practice when he was set in practice Why would he leave that for what to come? Where, where he chose LA and then he like lives in like Anaheim or something. <laughs> why would he leave that? I don't, that doesn't make any sense. So I don't see either, it's the summer of quote unquote, Bradley Beal and Kawhi Leonard. I just don't see them going anywhere. I just don't. And, and, and I'll say this, When all in totality, obviously, Beal is the one who's more likely to be on the move. But until he makes that major, hey, hey, get me up out of here, all right, I'm a head out SpongeBob meme type of move. For what? What are you giving up for him? It's gonna take a young prospect and some picks, some picks, not a pick, some picks. We'll see early returns on the investment at the deadline, though. Um, we'll start with the Orlando magic two that got free uh, Aaron Gordon out in Denver, 13, two and one in his one game with the Nuggets. Listen, he's going to give them some defense. We talked about this defense, um, more athletic Jeremy Grant, but probably less skilled. And that does not say he's not skilled. It's just that Jeremy Grant's become uh, quite a, a, a remarkable player um, in like his seventh season. It's great, great to see. I love that story. Um, but Aaron Gordon, 13 2 and one, going to him some defense, going to score, he's going to fill in the gaps, and he's going to be an athletic kind of a kind of a a change of pace to the the smooth game of Jokic, right? The laid back kind of lull you in game of Jokic and the herky jerky streakiness of of Murray because Murray's not necessarily explosive, but he's definitely got quick, and it's kind of just uh, uh it's all over the place. It's helter skelter. Hey, here we go. We'll go with that. It just sounds better. Um, I like the fit. I like the fit for both of them. Gordon got out of there. Funny thing about him though is he still so his number there is fifty, and this is reportedly for the, uh, the scores that he got in the dunk contest. Most fifty point scores in dunk contest history and all this. Um, if you remember, he famously has lost like three when he should have won all three. Um, actually, Chris Rouse host of the uh, World Class Hoops podcast, uh, actually was at the All-Star Game when he asked Aaron Gordon after that loss if he would be re- uh, reporting again, or I'm sorry, if he would be c- competing again in the dunk contest and got that famous line that was on ESPN where he said he thinks it's a wrap for him, bro. Um, shout out to Chris Chris Rouse for that one. That was a big moment, a uh, big admission to get. And uh, there you have it. However, he, he sounded dead at that point like he was done with it. Like he was just over it. Clearly, he's not. The 50 jersey number, there's a documentary about it. Uh, uh, he's made a song about it with a video to it. Like, <laughs> let it go. You know, you kind of got to get I, I get it. I get it. And I agree, sir. You were definitely robbed. Let it go. You got to. You Especially not because you about to be the playoffs fan. You got bigger fish to, fish to fry than that. That's some stuff you worried about down in Orlando. You could you can leave that down in Orlando. Don't bring that up to Denver. Don't don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. they brought it brought 50. I'm 50 because my dunk. What? Because your dunk con, dunk con, for your dunk contest numbers? How many playoff series have you won? I, and I'm an Aaron Gordon fan. This one pissed me off, man. That just makes me mad. I'm sorry. Uh let's move on. The other guy out of, out of Orlando, Nikola Vucevic, coming to the uh Chicago Bulls here in the Windy City. and four-and-a-half assists in his two games. It's been a mixed bag. The numbers sound great, and they're going to be great when they actually start mattering because there's been a lot of miscommunication. They could be even better. That's the thing. Um, There's been miscommunications with teammates trying to find him, him uh, trying to understand. And not just him, but uh, the other guys, the other new additions as well, trying to find where they're supposed to be uh, on the floor. You just have some clunkiness that you would expect. Now, it's coming at a time when they were just talking about pushing for the playoffs. They've taken two. Else, the teams that they should have beaten. And so um, there's no excuse for them not getting it. You know, even if it's going to look clunky, you got to figure out a way to get wins there. But I'm encouraged by what I've seen, how quickly he's been able to just play his game, just fit right in. And him and Zach, when they get, when Zach gets healthy, first of all, his in- ankle injury kind of uh aggravated itself on the other night there. But if they, can, if they can get this chemistry going, him and Zach can be a dangerous pick and pop duo that can do whatever. Um, Vucevic hit two or four the first game. He was over four the second game. But I'm encouraged. 21-9. He's, and, and honestly, that's not being in the groove of anything. That's sharing the floor with another big awkwardly in Larry Marken and who was letting rebounds happen as opposed to whatever. That's for the end of the, uh, of the basketball, the NBA segment. I'm encouraged by what I saw from Booch. Somebody asked if I would be happier having the, uh, Two picks that they gave away five years down the road than having Vooch and honestly there's an argument to say no I, I would be happier with having Vooch because his game is not based on athleticism just like I was talking about with LaMarcus Aldridge so he'll be able to do what he does today in five years easily it's not a question he he's not a defender so it's not like I'm, he's not losing a step there he's not protecting the paint um he's gonna still be big so he'll just get in the way he can still shoot. He'll still be able to, to score and he'll have grown men. It just, it helps you as you get older. He'll be even better. Potential is potential. And and if you're picking 7 to 14 every year or, or worse, what's the point? Every draft is 3 to 5 players deep and then you got to get lucky and it's a crapshoot. And if you can get a, a known commodity for those few years, you do that. I'm perfectly fine with that. The other big one that we'll talk about Nicole, uh, is Norton uh, Nicola. Norman Powell going from Toronto to the Portland Trailblazers, averaging now 17, averaging. Well, yeah, two games, he averaging 17.5 points, 2.5 rebounds, and and 1.5 steals per game, giving him some two-way ability, shooting 52% from the floor and over 66% from deep. Powell is filling it up. Listen, Norman Powell's a dude who I used to gun a lot for being a gun and just just letting it fly. Apparently, he got all his misses out. (laughs) Because <laughs> he's just been flames ever since, and uh, I haven't had much to say this season. Good for him. Good on him, and uh, congratulations. Because I mean, seventeen still between you know, with Dame and CJ still around, that's that's impressive. And the two way, those two not doing enough on defense. Uh, and I'm not. That's not knock up. You're saying it's just not. They're not going to be enough. Um, that's a nice player to have uh, with those two guys. Speaking of Bradley Beal or uh, Russ Westbrook, went off. 35, 14, and 21 without Bradley Beal on the floor. Just want to talk about that because that's an insane stat line. 35 points, 14 boards, 21 assists. Damn. Without Bradley Beal. Like, he got the 21 assists to other people. Who else was scoring on that team with him getting 35? and four? Wow. Go ahead, Russ. And, I, like, I know we might not value the uh, the the triple-doubles the same way that we did just a few years ago, but, I mean... That's still an impressive stat line. I don't care how you... That's like a a 1960-something big stat line. Right? When they just were the only people who could even do something remotely like that on the floor. Russ is 6'3". And like 30, 31. And had a major knee surgery. Incredible. Speaking of OKC heroes, Moses Brown... Uh, went off for 21 and 23 on 80% shooting. Got rewarded with a big contract uh, coming out of the G League. Now, his story is really special, not just because of that. Because that's that's impressive in and of itself. But this is also the young man. If you've seen the the chin-up meme that is uh, on social media where the young basketball player is walking away from making a play. You didn't know what it was if you just saw the meme. And his teammate runs up and puts his head up like this. And, um, you know, put your head up because you don't keep your head down. That's how you know. Anyway. Well, that's Moses Brown. And what had happened was, what had happened was, he threw a pass that ended up going out of bounds to cause a turnover. He thought that the game was over at that point. His teammate Jalen Noel or Jalen Hans always messed this up. That's fine. It's Jalen. I got that part right. Comes up, puts his hand under his chin, rises him up, you know, whatever. The rest is history. They come back. They win that game. And as you see, Mr. Brown is doing just fine for himself. That is an incredible story uh, of perseverance and honestly of being a good teammate like Jalen, whichever Jalen it was. And I don't, I sorry about for messing it up and not having it written. Um, I put Jalen and I didn't put which one, um, but having the wherewithal to be that kind of a teammate in a moment where you could yourself could be very dejected or blaming somebody. And then for the team to rally around him and to come back like that. Incredible. Again, just another, another great story on, uh, a uh, pretty eventful week for the NBA. Speaking of big deals, Dennis Schroeder turned down a four for eighty-five million. Four years eighty-five million extension with the Lakers. 15-3-4 this season. Um, I'm not sure what the hell Mr. Schroeder was thinking. Listen, maybe he enjoys being the mercenary type where he gets to move around year to year and keep his options open. Maybe that's what it is. He just likes to keep his options open. But four years eighty-five million? Fam, I feel like you might have missed, missed it on this one. Somebody might have gave you some bad advice. I don't know. You might want to go back and see if they're still offering it. Is that still on the table? Is that something that you can still talk about? Because that you might want to get that back. That's a good deal. That's a pretty good deal. And with, the team, with that in L.A., that's a pretty good deal. I'm not sure you're going to get more than that. We're seeing more. Next year's going to be a good draft point guards. Don't know if you want to do this like this. That's a good deal. That's that one. That one's the shocker of the day, right there. As I alluded to earlier, uh, and I wrote for Pippen Ain't Easy that the the Bulls' young players, the remaining young players, Kobe White and Larry Market in particular, but also Patrick Williams, have to be on their p's and q's and kind of show some some progress here as the season winds down. Because look, if they weren't already aware, they're on full alert to be gone. Window Carter's already gone. Chandler Hutchison, who the Bulls organization prior to this regime made promise to draft and did so. Um, is gone. Who he also tweeted out some one man's trash after going off for 18 points. Like, all right, slow your roll, Buttercup. Like, you didn't play the whole season. Let's chill. And I'm a, I I wrote a piece for them way back when for Pippin Easy about if there's some wins beneath he and and, and uh Denzel Valentine. I didn't think they were getting a fair shake. You can't come out talking and wolfing like this, fam. Hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. You gotta chill. Be easy. Just keep doing it. Dude, you did, And it was one game. <laughs> it was one game. Well, where you been with that? We could have used that. We needed that. Oh, but anyway. Uh, the Lowry Markenings and the Kobe White Love. Kobe was already on the bench. Lowry just got sent to the bench. You better listen. And then and then Lowry came out and said that he feels like he's a starter, but he'll play whatever role the coach. Look, you haven't played like a starter. I've been a big crit, uh, critic of his. When he's not scoring, he ain't useful. He doesn't rebound enough. He gives you nothing on defense. The uh, the uh, the Spurs were were seeking him out the other night. No, I'm sorry. The Warriors were were dragging him out into space the other night, and and just taking advantage. He clearly doesn't work next to Vucevic, but he didn't work at the four anyway. Like I've been saying, this was just a mismatch of hearts. They were just picking they were just picking players. There was no vision for this roster. It was just players. Pick some guys. Hey, that guy looks like he's maybe a good player. That works. Didn't work. So now, while everybody's wondering if Bulls fans are, are, are happy still with the trade, yes, two games, two losses, so what? Because they tried to move Lowry for Lonzo Ball. They were rejected. Okay, I get that. Maybe Lowry can, can rebuild that value and Lonzo's comes down just a smidge enough to come and, and get that deal done in the, in the summer. Signing trades, whatever. Maybe you have to add Kobe White because he nor Lowry raise their value enough to match what Lonzo's doing. And you know what? I'd be okay with that. I know, I know, I know. Bulls fans are not going to like that part. You can't get rid of both of them. That's not for Lonzo Ball. I know. I know when people hear that name, exactly what they think. Not the same. It's different now. He can shoot now. <laughs> he's always been a good passer. But he's he's shooting well. And he would, he would open up so much for this offense. They tried it. They got to try again. It's clear they need it. They'll try again. Switching gears. <laughs> The NFL owners have approved a 17-game schedule. It's happening, folks. 17 games. There will be no more 8-8s. Eight Sorry to the Bears and the Jets uh, who ended the 16-game era without a 4,000-yard pass. The Bears don't have one in their history. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> moving on from that, from that little tidbit of information there. 17 games. 17 games. Um, they did reduce it to three preseason games. They cannot go beyond the 20 games that they already have. So it is what it is there as well. The question about this, though, comes in the form of this also kicked up a new revenue stream in the in the TV deals where they got a major increase in what they're bringing in. However, the players only got a slight bump from their 48 percent that they already have. I'm not sure who's running things over there at the NFLPA, DeMora Smith, but these have the the NFL has the worst deals for its athletes who are probably at the highest, if not they're up there with 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 hockey, right? Because you're skating. I don't know speed. I don't know, but it's close. Got MMA, whatever traditional sport. You know what I'm talking about. That like they don't have they, there's no guarantees anywhere here, and in the end, they're not getting much more than the bump while you're getting a massive increase in the in the the general and the wealth that you're bringing in and you're adding a game just doesn't seem like a really good deal. And I don't know how they keep getting roped every year. Every time it comes around, you hear about how bad it is for the, for the, the players in the NFL and how they haven't gotten everything they should have out of negotiations, but that's their fault. And then leadership's fault. Like it, I, it's so in their hands. It's so in their hands You've often heard they got they got to be willing to miss game checks, and guys in the NFL aren't willing to do that. Until they will, if they are, they'll keep getting uh, ram like this because that's not a good deal. It's just not. Other things happening around the NFL pro days were going on, and we talked about at the top there you had Najee Harris, and he was just correcting you on his uh, name, but he did say something interesting in his interview with James of the NFL Network. Let's hear it real quick. When you were able to go out here and run some routes today, yeah. I'm assuming every Sunday you're watching running backs catching the football all over the you know the field in the NFL. What did you want to show teams today and how good you are and what you can do yeah. in terms of routes as a receiver? Yeah, man. I, I was I wanted to show how versatile I was really in the routes, and I just didn't want to run the basic swings and the mm-hmm. and the five yard curls and the and the flat arrows. I wanted to be versatile and really like run into my routes and run like you know be a first read in the progression for a quarterback so you know you saw me do a a hitch um, sluggo slant goes you saw me do a nine-yard curl you saw me do go routes saw me do you know um really everything really that a a wide receiver would do so uh you know I want to show that like I can play the slot and the wide wide receiver of course too that's very important because he's been getting a lot of comparisons to one guy who I know very well not know personally but I'm familiar with in Matt Forte, former Chicago Bear and New York Jet. Um the dual threat the dual threat abilities that Forte brought to the offense um really made it so unpredictable. You couldn't necessarily guard him one type of way and that took away your options uh defensively obviously. And so if 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 Najee Harris, who already has been getting these kind of comparisons, feels the need to go out there and prove some more, that could only bode well for whatever team drafts him. I had him going to Buffalo. I now have him going to Pittsburgh, uh, replacing James Conner there, because I think that he would be uh, the kind of dual threat that they need in that backfield to take advantage of Big Ben, who can no longer do the play-action stuff, and they're keeping him anyway. So you need a a back who can catch passes the traditional way. and He just told you he's running routes out of the backfield, being the second option slot guy. Le'Veon Bell? Hello? Najee Harris of Pittsburgh. Perfect fit. Uh, Other pro days that happened around the uh, NFL and right there at Alabama, Matt Jones. Uh, Here's the thing. There was a clip of Matt Jones overthrowing a a receiver. Bill Belichick was shaking his head in response to something Josh McDaniel said right after that. I don't care about all that. What I care about following Matt Jones' pro day is this talk about him potentially going third overall. How the hell did we get to him from him being a, a fringe first rounder even to being mentioned in the mix for third overall for pro days? I know there was a question about the athleticism that people think that he answered, but like from pro days, holy cow. Now, maybe it's from smoke and mirrors. You know how that goes this time of year, but I just, that is a massive rise and it's a fall for the other guys that I just can't see again. Just, there's not enough explanation unless you're just I, – I I mean, granted, the two guys that they have jumped, uh, and, and, and Justin Fields and and Trey Lance, come from two programs where the, the previous guys, Dwayne Haskins and Carson Wentz, didn't do so well in their first – now, Carson had a promising uh, uh, start to his career. Things just went haywire. Dwayne Haskins never really got going. I'm not blaming him, not blaming them. I'm just saying it never happened. So I could see the trepidation there, but to, for that to make them jump, there's what name the last good Alabama quarterback? I will wait. I I just don't understand it. Third overall, that has to be some 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 high shenanigans going on. Has to be. I can't see it. Anyway, moving on. Other pro days that happened. <laughs> um. Oh, quarterback, look at that. Justin Fields ran the second-fastest recorded time, 40-time uh, ever in Pro Day history at four four uh second only to RG3. Now, you might be saying, wait a minute, Lamar Jackson didn't run? No, Lamar Jackson did not run, but uh, told reporters that he ran a 4-3 with, a, with turf toe. So, yeah, but second-fastest recorded time uh, would be Justin Fields' 4 4 Zach Wilson. And this is another one that's kind of confused me because you're going to put Zach Wilson now at, at two. I believe he solidified his spot. That's where I had him mocked in 1.0. I got him mocked there in 2.0 because the talk about him has just been that that's where the Jets are going. And I, whatever. You talk about the inconsistencies from guys, but this guy had one season where he looked like this. How much of that was on the team? How much of that was, was him? I You like his mock? Okay. Okay. I, I just don't. I don't know if the reasons that are being used to knock down the other guys are good enough when put up to the reasons for pumping up the, these guys who are rising. They just don't seem to, they do, something's not adding up. Two and two does not make three. I know that. And that's what we're getting a lot of times here. So I just don't, I. I okay, we'll see. We talked about the, the trade up for the Niners. We'll see how that goes. I doesn't sound good. <laughs> if we're being honest, it does not sound good. Doesn't, doesn't often work out well. Hey, I should know. Bears fans, we know how trading up goes. Right? Not good. Niners should know. It's interesting that they traded to three. They're about to nail it. Watch. They're about to make the Bears look silly. Oh, it's so it's so painful. We'll talk about them in a minute. Um As mentioned though, the Niners moved up to third. The Dolphins went to sixth. The Eagles went to twelve as they had that flip flopping the picks where the Niners moved up with the Dolphins, then the Dolphins moved up with the Eagles. The Eagles' part is funny because Doug Peterson basically threw a game to move up two spots from eighth to sixth in the draft, and then they just gave it all away and then some. And they're funny for another reason, but we'll talk about that in a second too. Um, the Niners went up with the Express. I I mean, literally, they said that this is what they're going up to do. And they're planning on keeping Jimmy Garoppolo unless they get blown out the water by an offer from the Patriots. They're going up to get a quarterback, and apparently it could be Mac Jones. I don't see that, but apparently maybe Mac Jones is who they're trading. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. I don't. I don't think so. That doesn't make any sense unless he's about to clear out Bill's treasure trove. I got to check what picks the Patriots have. Maybe Bill's got a treasure trove of picks that Kyle's about to get from it, from moving that one out. I don't know. They said they weren't moving Jimmy G, so it sounds like they'd have to move, get a trade of the Pats. I, I that doesn't sound very Belichick like. I had them taking Mac Jones at fifteen. Now I didn't originally. I had them uh, Jones going to the Bears at twenty, uh, and the Patriots getting Pits at at uh, fifteen. He's not sound like he's making out of the top ten. I now have him going at uh, at four to Atlanta. Probably earlier than anybody else. I think the highest I've seen him is five to Cincinnati. Back to the Eagles. Oh, and the Dolphins. I, I Before we go to the Eagles, the Dolphins. Who knows what they're going to do, but I do have them taking Pinay Suell Again, Mock Draft 2.0, first round. Lockersports.com. I do have them taking Penae Suell, best tackle. They're going to take advantage of this run on quarterbacks. And the 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 explosive, one-of-a-kind player, in uh, Kyle Pitts, going for and then the by-name request from the franchise quarterback in Joe Burrow of Jamar Chase in Cincinnati, boom, Panay Suell right there, to your lap. And you gain some picks in doing so. That's why they had to move back up to ensure that they got the best blocker because right after them are some teams that need it. You got uh, Carolina, they could use them. No, they don't need them. <laughs> it's point, the point stands. They got back up there to get their tackle. Because they're going to get their receiver later on. But you'll have to read the mock draft 2.0 to find out who that is. The Eagles reportedly are not sold on Jalen Hurts. This is interesting because they were just all in. That's how we got to this point. You I, you know, I, this is why, and it's funny, it's the Eagles. But this is why I, I often berate the Bears for not happening into something good. How did you not luck into a championship? They got close back in 07 six right I remember that I, I back in my day I remember that but they didn't win it like you need to you gotta have gotten was the 85 the luck and that like holy crap that's a long time in between but you got organization like the Eagles who got a championship had the magical run the great story and they can't seem to do anything right now they're just they're 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 One step forward, one step back. They're just in place. They're not not losing. They're just not going anywhere. It's crazy. I just don't. That's, damn it, Bears. Get better. You got to, or get worse? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Nothing makes sense. The Eagles don't make sense. All's quiet on the uh, big name QB trade front. I haven't heard much about Russell Wilson at all, honestly, other than uh, I mentioned last week, the Get up crew talking about it at length, and Adam Chef to bring it up every now and again. But not much on that front. Deshaun Watson probably wishes he had a little bit more quiet in his lifetime, lifeline right now. Um, in the news for those sexual assault claims, still no criminal charges brought yet. All civil uh and I'm not gonna litigate. I'm not saying he was wrong. I'm not saying I believe anybody. What I am saying is if he's right or if he if he's being falsely accused. From the outside looking in as a layman, it seems like you might want to do something better than than what's happening here uh for your side, sir. And there are questions about both uh, both accounts, I guess, both both uh sides take on what's going on. Um there's no again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say who I believe or who I don't believe. What I will say is at worst. He needs to get some help, and this is kind of weird. Like, it's really weird. At, at bare minimum, he needs to be much more careful about how he conducts himself. Like, at, at bare minimum, there's no there's no less than that. You got to watch out, fam. You are way too high profile to be out here wilding out like this. Even if it's just hookups that were consensual, turn- whatever. This is too much. You're doing too much. You're, you're just doing a little bit too much. And if not, if you out here wilding like they say, you wilding. fam, What? The, what? Bam! You're rich. Wilding too much. <laughs> like so, there's no either way. It's bad, right? You just like you out here doing too much. Unless it just never happened. That's the only way. And that's why I say, damn, they keep coming up with accounts and things that happened. You haven't said now one of these aren't true. There's, I mean, you and you blanket it that way, but you kind of frame it with like it was nothing inappropriate. Which kind of just leaves it to be, well, it happened, but, you know, and again, I'm not going to litigate. That's where we're getting into, so I'm going to stop there. But I'm just saying, whew, it's weird. Like I said, I bet you he wishes it was a little bit more quiet. And maybe all the stuff that's going on there, and he's not even in a major market like that. Houston's a big market. But he's not in the major big three, right? Maybe that's making Russ sit there and look around like, damn, if I was in Chicago, they'd be scrutinizing him even more. And they already scrutinize him as it is, and he's out in Seattle. So, maybe that's where there's a quiet on that side. Who knows? It's all connected. It all comes together. Be on the lookout for Clocker Sports uh, later on this week. Uh, Remaining home, if I can get to it before they get signed. Uh, Homes for the remaining free agents in the NFL. I got a couple of guys in mind. I actually mentioned them in my article for Last Word in Pro Football about the Bears needing to pivot and continue their pivot to the rest of their roster. Uh, Rick Wagner, right tackle, played for the Lions and for the Packers. And um, Kenny Vaccaro, safety. Two guys that aren't shouldn't cost too much money. If the best can scrounge up any more money, it'd be great to go after those two guys to kind of fill in those problem areas. Um otherwise it's going to be drafts, and I have some guys in that article I think they should go after. Um Jackson Carmen in the second round and Richie Grant in the third because they don't have a fourth and they got one fifth and then it's three sixths or four sixths. If they can get if they can go Kadarius Toney, Jackson Carmen, and Richie Grant one, two, three, I'd be a happy camper. Listen, the quarterback thing at this point, let it go. You're not Unless you're trading for Russell Wilson or you're getting one of those top two, three guys, let it go. Because the price of moving up to get a Mac Jones is too high right now. The price to get a Trey Lance seems like it's just too high right now. Take one of them second-round dudes, David Mills, Kellen Mond. Don't take Kyle Trask. <laughs> but do what you got to do. But build the rest of this roster like you've been doing. That's what they've been doing anyway. Keep it up. Because you, you missed it. You, you had your window. You, you, you indulged fans in the, in the belief that it could happen. It didn't happen. Build the rest of the roster because, as I say in their article, uh, why you don't seem to be in any rush to fix it right now. So why sabotage yourself or future regimes with bad decisions? That's gonna do it for this episode of Triple Zeros. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Josh G Buck, hit up the Facebook page, Clocker Sports website, Clockersports.com, email address, clockersports at gmail.com. Uh, and of course, read the stuff Flash on pro football, uh, and clockersports.com. Also, follow the pod at Zeroes Pod on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, until the very next time, man. Najee Harris, Najee, it's not Najee, it's not N-A-J-A, it's N-A-J-E-E.